I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead, by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Be Oh.
grace may always go before and follow after us, that we may be continually given to all good works. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the 16th Sunday after Trinity is from the 17th chapter of 1 Kings. Now it happened after these things that the son of the woman who owned the house became sick, and his sickness was so serious that there was no breath left in him. So she said to Elijah, What have I to do with you, O man of God? Have you come to me to bring my sin to my remembrance? And to kill my son? And he said to her, Give me your son. So he took him out of her arms and carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his own bed. Then he cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord my God, have you also brought tragedy on the widow with whom I lodge by killing her son? And he stretched himself out on the child three times and cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray, let this child's soul come back to him. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came back to him, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper room into the house and gave him to his mother. And Elijah said, See, your son lives. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is the truth. This is the word of the Lord. Think 
according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven. 
Our sermon text is from St. Luke, chapter 7, verse 13. And when the Lord saw him, saw her, he had compassion on her. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Holy Scriptures have been telling us since the beginning that God is coming to visit. And so in today's Holy Gospel, we hear the good news that it has finally come to fulfillment. And after he has come, the people conclude by saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people. Now, the visitation of God is not always greeted with welcome rejoicing. In fact, even in today's reading, it records the result of the visitation uh, with not only a great prophet has risen among us and God has visited his people, but it talks about fear. The result of his visitation, fear sees them all. Fear. God comes to visit. Well, when, when God came to visit Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God. Why? Because there was fear. Why is there fear when God comes to visit? Well, to get right to the point, our God is holy, 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 while we are sinful and unclean. You see, that contrast makes us fear that a holy God, what will he do with those who are well, sinful and unclean? More than that, one of the reasons why we normally don't recognize it until God comes to visit is because we live in a world that is not made up of black and white. It's a sinful world where there are only shades of gray. We often make ourselves look good by setting up our dingy white against somebody else's dingy gray and then well, they make themselves look good by setting up their dingy gray against somebody else's dingy black. And in the end, we say things that give away this relative holiness uh, that we uh, have, or at least a situational kind of holiness, and a, a better than this one, but, you know, none of us are holy. We say things like, well, I'm not that bad. Or, at least I didn't do that. You know, nobody says, I'm holy. Uh, I've not sinned. You, you can't say it. So what happens? Well, we, others nod and agree with us. Oh, yes, you did the best you could. I'm not sure they're convinced, nor are we, but... You see, they too live in a dingy world of sin. They will nod and say that, well, uh, you're okay, as long as you say that I'm okay also. Like the subjects of the naked king, no one's willing to say, he doesn't have any clothes. Or we might say, no, you're a sinner. In fact, I'm a sinner. In the end, our self-declaration of being okay, it's not very convincing. 
Uh, it comes into clearest focus, though, when God comes to visit. Today's Old Testament reading has something close to it. The widow uh, tells Elijah, who is the man of God, who, who has come to represent God, a pastor of the time, comes to him, and, and the widow says, What have you against me, O man of God? Have you come to bring my sin to remembrance and to cause the death of my son? You know, I didn't ask you to... I, I, I provided you a room, you gave me this son, and now the Lord has killed me. Whenever the true whiteness of God is contrasted with our self-declared whiteness, we look black as sin. And when God comes to visit, we know that we deserve death. The reaction of this widow in today's Holy Gospel reading, though, is maybe more representative of people today. They do not seek God in their life. They do not cry out for Jesus for help. Though he should walk in the front door, they would probably not even know who it was. They go about their days without God. And so we see a widow who is in her own pain. She's walking through the predetermined motions of society. She goes to the wake. She cries. She processes to the graveside. She reads books on grief. And over time, she comes up with some way of dealing with it. And just maybe that's not much different from most of us. We go about our days without God's word and without prayer. We rise in the morning. We lay down at night without the sign of the cross, maybe not remembering that we are sons of God. We may give little thought to the blessings that we have received, but instead complain about whatever's going on. Even when we have come to learn the doctrines of God's word, we seldom apply them to our lives. We can stomach the general confession, yeah, I'm a sinner, but don't ever have me talk about my own individual sins and confession absolution. I can't stomach that. But today's Holy Gospel is just that. It comes to us in our situation in this world of dingy, gray, and it comes to us to bring us good news. In the Gospel, Jesus does not wait for us to cry out. The woman said nothing. Jesus does not come to heal only the people who are not so bad. Our God does not say you have to love him first before he loves us. Our God saw our sinful condition. He saw what we were in the midst of, and he had compassion on us. Romans 5. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one dare die, but for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commends his own love towards us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So much more then, being now justified by his blood, shall we be saved from his wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more will we be reconciled and saved by his life. And so our Jesus comes. Yes, he is holy, Holy, holy. But he looks at us 
not with wrath. He looks at us with compassion. He looks at this woman and he says, I see your sinful condition and I see the circumstances. I see you've lost your husband. I see you've lost your son. I see you have nobody in this world. He has compassion. He gives us his word that we might learn. We might learn that he is the Savior, that we might learn, well, to weep over our sin. He teaches us that our sin is not to result in death, but through faith in Jesus Christ, there would be life. And so just as when God came to visit Adam and Eve, they were running and hiding, they're putting on fig leaves to try to hide themselves. God says, I have come to tell you I'm going to send a Savior. He's going to crush the head of the serpent. He's going to take away the one who brought death, and he's going to give life. And so Jesus, who appears, well, where there is a parade, a death parade, he has come to bring life, to bring her son back to life, to give her back, to give him back to her. Jesus has come not to bring some more shades of relative holiness. He's come to completely change things. Today's Holy Gospel leads us to rejoice, not to lament. Uh, To rejoice in his coming, not to run away in fear. When Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, was given back his voice, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he prophesied and said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. That is what the coming of Jesus Christ is. Yes, he has taught them. He had explained. And now in his work, he shows that he truly is the one who is going to save them. We are to rejoice that he has come. Why? To redeem his people that we might rejoice in our our Savior, that we might be glad to receive him who comes to us. Psalm 122 says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Today our Lord comes to us. He comes to us in word and sacrament. He comes to us in his house. Yes, we are dingy gray in all of our shades, but he comes that he might change the blackness of our sin to perfect whiteness, that he might come and forgive us and give us heavenly joy. He comes so that, you know, the casket is going out. It is unclean. Anyone who touches it becomes unclean. Everybody's getting out of the way. Jesus puts his hand up and touches the open coffin. And instead of him giving way, the child comes back to life. Jesus completely changes. When we come to the house of God, we come to receive him who completely changes us. Not just some little rules for living, but he gives us the words of eternal life so that we might be declared saints, uh, that we might uh, go and be with his presence, that we might rejoice to be with him. And so with that being done, With his coming, what happens? The son gets up and he proclaims what the Lord has done. I'm sure the woman does as well. It says that the multitudes speak of it. So do we. We rise and greet our coming Lord every time the Holy Gospel is read. We rise and greet his coming to us 
in his body and blood for forgiveness. And we sing, Hosanna, Hosanna, which means, Lord, save us. We rise each morning confessing our sins uh, and remembering that Jesus has come, saying, I'm a child of God with the sign of the cross. We lead each new day going forth, trusting in him. And when Jesus says to us, do not weep, it's because he knows something that he has done for us. And now we know it too. We need not weep over our sins or the coming wrath uh, for unbelievers. We've been saved by Christ. And so we rejoice, as Paul says, whether in need or in want, uh, wherever God has placed us, we rejoice. For we know that our final destination is to be in his presence, and there will be eternal joy. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. The Offertory, page 143, we stand. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, you so loved the world that you gave us your only begotten Son. We give you thanks for our Lord Jesus Christ that he had such compassion on us when he came to visit us dead in our transgressions. He came that he might give us mercy and bring us back to life. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Send your Holy Spirit upon your church that pastors and people alike would fear and praise you for your wonderful love in Jesus Christ. We ask that all our pastors, our Bishop James, our pastors Michael and Gary, that they would sound that consistent and clear message declaring Jesus alone is God come to visit his people in order to redeem them. Be with our director Keeley and uphold and strengthen her and her work on behalf of our learning center. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Endow our President Joe, our Governor J.B., our Mayor Steve, federal and state legislators, all our leaders, with grace to rule for the maintenance of goodness and for the hindrance of evil. Protect those who serve in the armed forces, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, our police officers, especially Daniel and Alex, that they may diligently carry out their duties and be protected from all harm. And danger. O Lord, you are our only rock of refuge in time of need, and so hear our prayers for all those who are in distress through the devastating effects of Hurricane Ian. Remember those whose lives continue to be in danger, the families who have lost loved ones, or have suffered loss of home or property, and all the first reform responders who work so tirelessly. Comfort and sustain each hurting heart. Strengthen all rescue workers. Help us to remember 
that although this world is passing away, you have provided for us through your Son an eternal home that cannot be lost. And so open wide our hearts and hands to help in this and in every time of need. We give thanks for the safety that you provided for Chuck and Joyce, uh, also Pastor Cress and Lisa, and many others. Let us pray to the Lord. Bless our shut-ins, Carolyn, our elderly, Violet and Tom. Uh, Be with Violet until she returns to us. Be with those of various needs, with Kevin and Stan, Jack, Levi, Jennifer, Victor and Marcia. Also, we ask that you would be with our students and sustain them in the faith. For Sarah, Sadie, Jonathan, Kara, Alexis, Ashley, Cameron, and Benjamin and Jacob. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the suffering and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. For to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you Holy Lord Almighty Father everlasting God through Jesus Christ our Lord who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection Open to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. 
Lord of heaven and earth, we praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, He broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
His work is honorable and glorious, and His righteousness endures forever. He has made His wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He has given food to those who fear Him. He will ever be mindful of His covenant. A good understanding of all those who do His commandment. His praise endures forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The bread that I will give is mine. 
Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.